Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, May 25th. Hearing God in Community. Today's scripture reading is found in Acts chapter 21, verses 17 through 20 from the Message Translation, which reads, In Jerusalem, our friends, glad to see us, received us with open arms. The first thing next morning, we took Paul to see James. All the church leaders were there. After a time of greeting and small talk, Paul told the story, detail by detail, of what God had done among the non-Jewish people through his ministry. They listened with delight and gave God the glory. Then they had a story to tell, too. This is God's Word. I racked my brains for a bit trying to think of just the right instance from Scripture where God was heard in community. And after two or three other options were attempted, I landed on this one from Paul's arrival in Jerusalem in Acts 21. What makes this one especially fitting is that Paul wasn't seeking out his homies, as it were, for their potentially rubber-stamped input and counsel on what he should do next. The longer I've lingered over the narrative flow of Acts over the years, the more appreciation has grown that Paul and Jacob, a.k.a. James, the brother of Jesus, weren't exactly the best of friends. Okay, they might have been on, well, they might have been in the same library, but perhaps not exactly on the same page in some significant ways. Let's just say the seeming incongruence between Paul's letters to the Romans and Galatians and James' letter to the 12 tribes scattered abroad no doubt reflects some level of personal and even doctrinal incongruence. Just because we're one body doesn't mean we're each other's favorites, or that we like each other, or that we agree with each other, or that we're interested in each other's opinion. But Paul sought out Jacob, again, that's James, and the Jerusalem community. They shared greetings and small talk. I actually love this. It wasn't just awkward silence. Then Paul had a story to tell. Then they had a story to tell, too. This is always the risk of community and the risk of submitting ourselves to it, especially when it's community with whom we may not see eye to eye. They may have a story to tell us, too. And in this case, they had definite counsel and advice for Paul as to what he needed to do next while he was visiting their home turf. And he listened. And the rest, as they say, is history, or better, his story. No one shoots the moon alone, writes Mark Batterson in his book Whisper. Did you know it took approximately 400,000 people to put a man on the moon? It took a 26-year-old mission controller named Steve Bales. It took a 25-year-old computer whiz named Jack Garman who memorized every alarm code. Then there was Robert Carlton, who was in charge of monitoring fuel consumption. He's the one who, after the modular traveled 240,250 miles, announced that they had only 60 seconds of fuel left to land the module, or they'd have to abort. And don't forget Eleanor Foraker, a seamstress who worked for the company that designed the spacesuits. 
She and her colleagues got a little nervous when the astronauts started jumping on the moon, but her seams held tight. That's four names out of 400,000, but you get the point. Each of us is a link in the chain of begats that started with Adam and Eve. The chain is filled with unsung heroes who won the day and hidden figures who saved the day. We all stand on one another's shoulder. End of quote from Mark Batterson. And as Pete Craig points out, God speaks most consistently from the margins, through children, through the poor, through those who suffer or from those whose voice you're really not interested in hearing at all. Yes, such often have a story to tell, too, on which everything may hinge in the moment before you. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, when has God spoken to you through the most unlikely of people? How did you overcome your reluctance to listen to them? What happened? Lord, widen my view, broaden my outlook, enlarge my capacity to take in your presence, to register your voice in the most unlikely mundane and common places and in the most disagreeable of faces, in the good, the bad, and even the ugly I see around me in creation and culture and community. Give me ears to hear the gurgled praises of infants and eyes to see every bush afire with God. Let me do more than shush the infants and pluck the blackberries as I daub my natural face unawares. Let me see and hear and take off my shoes as I see anew that this is indeed right here, holy ground. Be your mercies. <laughs>